0: I honestly don't have anything, but it just would have been nice to have been asked. Chew official podcast for Couples who believe in the power of love <laughs> Oh I should specify I mean like the Huey Lewis and the News Song not anything More What are you talking about right now So Uh <laughs> Anyway It's Chew <Keek> Chew <laughs> We uh Um
1: Now that song is stuck in my head it's like Running
0: terrible right so today anyway today we're going to be talking about uh legion episode five and six episodes five and six uh continue our legion discussion it's only going to eight episodes i did not know that until recently so there's only two left Has for it already the season been
1: confirmed for a second season
0: um i don't know if it's been confirmed but i'm pretty sure that it's doing well enough that it'll come back but we also saw Kong Skull Island. The movie came out. I mean, I guess it's almost a couple weeks ago now. But uh, and um, yeah, I guess so. We'll talk about Grass Kings, the new Not number Kenton one issue.
1: Jenkins. Right. Collab.
0: I guess I was thinking like I should say that our intro music is is by my brother Ryan. A lot of podcasts do that, like say who their intro music is by. And we said it once and never revisited it, but I'm never going to remember. And it's even harder because we don't like have it play in when we're recording. We Uh just cut it together after. So, but our intro music is still by my brother. (laughs) Uh, also you ever notice like the, the first episodes of a lot of podcasts are already talking about audience involvement and, um, you know, all these interactions and they have planned and, you know, contact us here and we'll answer your questions. No. It's very, never noticed that. <laughs> it's like they already have this built up audience like waiting for them. Um And it's surprising to me that we have not been picked up by some kind of <laughs> multimedia company. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. We are on our, I think we're on our way to getting some new recording equipment. And I think that's when we we'll really take off. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah i don't know um some stuff we've been doing we did watch the Gerard carmichael uh, comedy special on hbo yeah 8.
1: that's hilarious it was, it was quite good it was exactly the kind of comedy that i enjoy the most
0: yeah yeah it was very good dry and, and
1: flat and dark
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, his show is supposed to be really good, too. The Carmichael show. It's on NBC. Uh, there's only been one season. And I I think the next season is coming, or it's either currently airing. I'm not sure which. but
1: We're so good at research. By we, I mean you, because we know I don't do any of that. Right. Anymore. I used to when I had... So really, time. you're just
0: all coming down on me right now. Mm-hmm. It's all my fault. But yes. we are looking forward to... Uh, today's the 21st, right? So... So the new Dave Chappelle stand-up just dropped to Netflix today, so it's a two-part stand-up.
1: It's a two-part?
0: Yeah. I is don't it know. two hours? I don't know how long each one is. Maybe you should have researched that before we came on. <laughs> but oh, the, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, apparently it's, it's a good week for stand-up. I watched the Carmichael special with uh, Courtney as well, so I've seen it twice. And it was good both times.
1: That.
0: Uh, any for anyone who doesn't follow us on Instagram or Facebook or anything <laughs> hilarious right but it but I was thinking about it because I don't think we talked about it last time we recorded and then we went to the bookstore and we decided that we were going to do our own personal book club
1: we did mention it
0: on the, on the podcast
1: you mentioned it didn't you
0: I don't think so either way we've decided that because i put it on the you know i put oh, a picture on. Yeah, that's why i said the thing about the following on social media which is very important to us <laughs> but we got um neil gaiman's norse mythology book and uh autumn the new book by Alex smith yeah you know,
1: one of my favorite um, contemporary british writers
0: right uh so we're doing the neil gaiman book first and i would imagine that we will be done with it in the next couple of weeks and we'll record a podcast yeah, I about it like did
1: mention that we, sometime in mid-april not. yeah
0: i think you just read the, the post maybe. it doesn't matter <laughs> we're mentioning it again because i know so many people are going to want to follow along and this could be anybody's first podcast so <laughs> i guess the only other thing uh, that we're going to talk about i didn't think we not we I didn't think you would make it through Iron Fist so quickly. Iron Fist dropped to Netflix on Friday. Give me two days off
1: in a row, (laughs) and I can do thirteen episodes on Netflix.
0: (laughs) But I'm only uh, eight episodes through—not even through the eighth episode. Seven and a half. Right. So we're going to save that probably for the next podcast because I'll definitely finish it this week. I did put a a blog post up about the first. Well, it's it's kind of—I wrote it after I watched the first six episodes. It doesn't really say much about the first six episodes but for anybody interested in 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 that it's there so nobody good
1: i love your (laughs) writing i'm just saying
0: the uh i guess the first thing we'll talk about is legion right sure so
1: i didn't do anything else this week i honestly don't have anything (laughs) but it just would have been nice to have been asked (laughs) It was a busy week for me. Right. Well, The Bachelor. Yes. Was a major disappointment.
0: Well, of course. We knew it would be. I know.
1: But I, I mean like glimmer of hope.
0: <laughs> right. Um but it's
1: That's it. That really is. Okay, I cool. really have nothing. Glad-,
0: <laughs> Glad we paused for that. Me too. Anyway. <laughs> Legion. Uh, The next episode is actually on tomorrow night, and so, I mean, we'll talk about the last two episodes probably in the next podcast because we won't get around to anything uh, before it's over. So, I don't know. uh, What did you think about Episodes 5 and 6? It's pretty much like the parasite in control.
1: Yes, and um, it got really weird there for a little bit. Like, where you really don't know what happened and what didn't happen. And
0: You're talking about, like, the sixth episode where they're kind of trapped back in the hospital.
1: Yeah. But then, who is Lenny? I mean, the parasite is either, like, just posing as... Right. I don't really understand that much about it. I mean, I'm guessing. that's That's my take on it, but why and like the whole thing was like lenny benny and now lenny parasite and hospital lenny yeah
0: i mean as far as i can tell i i don't know too much about the character legion but i think they are kind of um altering some of his power from what i've heard other people discuss as far as uh the parasite being the main thing that is um Making him think that he's kind of crazy, yeah. Uh, I think I don't know, you know, episode five had, I mean, it started out you could just tell. We, I mean, I said something 10 minutes into the episode, I'm like, why is he being so weird? (laughs) He's like a completely different character, right? Because, I mean, apparently it's because the parasites almost completely taken over, it seems like,
1: yeah.
0: But episode five is kind of split between this new. Plane of existence that David has found where he and Sid can be together, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, she's got that power where she can't be touched, but they can touch there and, and all that stuff. And it kind of cultivates almost like this cult like interest for her and him and being in that place with him uh, because it's so different from everything she's experienced in, in her life. But there was actually, you I, I probably didn't listen to it because you were home all day, but that uh, podcast, The Watch, had the really good interview between Andrew Greenwald and Noah Hawley, the creator of the show and writer.
1: No, I have not listened of. to it. I did see that it is up there, though.
0: It was really good. They spent most of it talking about Legion and then a little bit talking about Fargo as well. But, uh, you know, the other part of that episode was him going by himself to rescue his sister in, in pretty brutal fashion because, you know, he's mm-hmm. not really in control anymore, or at least that's pretty much what you're supposed to think. Cause they have laid some groundwork as far as like, is this person really that great a person anyway?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you were saying, episode six kind of delves into the power of David's mind and how it can actually really affect other people, at least for my perception of the episode where they all kind of, get sucked back into this.
1: Well, they're all like frozen in time somewhere. Right. And so they're like all mentally existing in a different plane, which is really cool. Yeah. Also we find out adopted.
0: Right. Which was big. Cause we had talked also about the, I mean, we had no idea about how the show was going to use his father or lineage or, how to even interpret what we had seen of who he thought his father was. But yeah, that was, that was a big one that I had actually completely forgotten because, well, for one, it's been a couple of weeks since we've watched those episodes and I really, episode six was good. It was, they're all back in this hospital, like all of them, all the mutants from, or the main mutants from, from Summerland there. Mm-hmm. And, and they go through this kind of, um, Really, uh, I don't know, they take a lot of care to, like, walk through um, each of the characters and kind of explain away their powers through just kind of interacting with the psychologist in the hospital, who's now Lenny. And uh, I don't know. (laughs) There's this whole thing where the parasite, I mean, you basically can tell that it's just playing around in his head, like, through his memories. There's a whole weird I, it's not like a dance scene, but it's she's she's just tearing through his head and swinging on pieces of his memory. And it
1: feels like a dance number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess she does like, dance. Yeah. A lot music, of dancing. So there's music. It feels like like the intro credits to a James Bond movie. Yeah. So. And. Two more episodes.
0: Just two more episodes. I was kind of bummed. I thought it would. Maybe I just kind of ten. assumed it'd be ten because that seems to be kind of. The template for a lot of these prestige TV Promise. shows, mm-hmm. but alas, it isn't, it isn't <laughs> in this case. But uh, yeah, so I guess we'll unless you had anything else for Mm-mm. for Legion.
1: No, I'm still really loving
0: it. So. Yeah, we'll move on to Kong sure. Skull Island, which uh, I I was I think we were both excited for. We weren't even sure we were really gonna make it to the movies to see it um but i'm glad we did yeah but this one i mean it opens in world war two uh, uh crash on of... skull island oh, never mind that's yeah. world war one I. I don't think so
1: doesn't he crash and then no stopped? it was world
0: war two but
1: but he's been there for 20 years yeah Oh, yeah. and then it's the end of the Vietnam War. Right. That they're oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So it opens then, and just kind of a brief um, introduction so I, to this yeah. later character that will show up on the island. But the bulk of the movie does take place in the early to mid-70s, um, and it... You know, I think that it's obviously for a few reasons. They s- spend all this time setting up how these satellites are going up into space, and there's going to be hardly any, any uncharted area of, of the world, and Skull Island just happens to be like this one um, kind of...
1: Un- uh, unexplored.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of setting up, I think, you know, a bigger... Um, uh, or more interaction with other monsters who are kind of in the Kong genre like Godzilla and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and stuff like that And then, Mothra yeah, which would, I'm glad that we have a kid who demands to sit through the credits in every movie that we go to because I don't know if we would have sat through the credits for Kong otherwise um, but there's not. definitely a worthwhile uh, clip at the end where they uh, kind of reference all the other monsters to come but you know during the movie they also say that kong is still young and he's going to get bigger and stronger and so they'll probably you know they could take a leap forward to in Mm -hmm. time and have him be kind of an even more imposing character which he's pretty imposing in this movie uh but the cast is really good john goodman uh samuel jackson are um have pretty prominent roles in Tom Hiddleston. Tegan was excited about Loki being in it. Uh, Brie Larson, who's the photographer, who I, I mean, I'm sure I've seen her in movies before, um, but I've never really noticed or, you know, I didn't see Room. I haven't seen any of the bigger movies that she's been in recently. Right. So I hadn't really seen her much.
1: Well, and she's going to be Captain Marvel.
0: Right. Which is exciting, because I, I, I did, did like her in this movie.
1: Yeah, I think she did a good job in this movie, too. I liked it. I thought it was fun what they did with, like, all of the creatures on the island, and, um, you know, sort of, like, the sad backstory, and with, the with, like, the indigenous people, and the yeah. way their little shrine is set up, and, you know, how how the island works and
0: yeah they set up kong as protector he's there basically to keep all the other creatures in line uh especially these skull crawlers that are um, pretty terrifying i was surprised Tegan made it through the movie without um significant harm to her psyche (laughs) but
1: there were some parts where she freaked out a little bit. Yeah. Like, where she was, like, and covering her face just yeah. because of the, you know, kind of gore it's of some of it. Yeah, some yeah. of it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I mean, wh- I showed her the trailer before we left, and she was like, I'm going to bring my blanket. And that's yeah. like <laughs> yeah.
1: And she, um, at one point, she was like, well, you know what? I think that what's happening right now is fine because they're not nice people or yeah. whatever. They deserve it. That's really funny.
0: Yeah. And, you know, halfway, about halfway, well, about halfway through the movie, I guess, John C. Riley shows up and, you know, he's the pilot that crashed during world war II, And he's, he's got a really fun character. I think, um, I couldn't tell from the trailers if he was going to be kind of over the top, uh obnoxious in the movie but he's he's really not he's he's pretty funny yeah and uh i just i don't know i really liked it uh i guess there's not like a whole lot to say about it no. as far as you know in-depth analysis which we're not really great at anyway but <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know did you have anything else for kong
1: no i feel like there's not a whole lot to yeah to mention
0: I guess the last thing we have is just Grass King's number one mm-hmm. new book uh you know by Matt Kent from Boom Studios. We don't get a lot of boom Studios books no. uh, every now and then we pick one up um and we're well, Matt Kent is pretty prolific. I was gonna say we pick up almost anything he writes, but that's not accurate at all No, uh <laughs> he writes uh he writes a lot. Uh, but we get a lot of his things, and and this one is, is pretty good, I thought. The first few pages just kind of sets up this patch of land that is going to be, I think, the focus of the book pretty clearly uh, that has been contested over centuries.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it, the book basically is about an an off-grid community that has, like, its own set of governing principles and um, there's also like some mystery with like a disappearance or some murder and that's like maybe the main thing going on with this book but you know it it starts out much further back and so maybe like um, the story of what's happening now with the two communities that are so close together has something to do with Whatever happened, like a couple thousand years previous, right. and just like been carried
0: along through time—that yeah, sort a, of tension. A pretty, I, don't know, I mean, I don't know how subtle it was, but there's a hint towards the end of the book that kind of does uh, point you in that direction. But they use this narrative device where the one of the brothers who kind of runs this He's the grassland, sheriff. yeah. Um, I read a, a description that said there were three brothers. There are. Who was the third one? Asher.
1: Uh, the one who talked about burning the stump. That's the brother. Okay. They met up with him, and he was like, "Hey, me and this guy are gonna go burn the stump." Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> and then,
1: like, and then he was like, "Hey, can you check on our brother later?" Because
0: right, who was Robert?
1: Yeah, but he okay. said our brother. Got it. And then later on, you see that the three of them are,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know. So the one brother who's the sheriff is, you know, has caught this intruder in their um, in their little town, and he's basically driving him around, showing him everything to just introduce uh, the characters and kind of the lay of the land. Speaking of the lay of the land, that little two page spread was pretty cool. The map of the Mm -hmm. um, town would, I guess, that would be the title page, but you know, you find out that. The kid was sent for a reason of that neighboring town yeah, but some- I
1: mean they kind of hint at that anyway because clearly it seems to me that Bruce, the sheriff isn't like a total idiot because like the way he asks a, the questions in response to the questions that this captured intruder asks kind of hint that he realizes he's there looking for something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's slowly kind of trying and to so interrogate I think maybe him as they drive around.
1: Not only as a narrative device to sort of introduce more characters, it's also to like show this kid, like, you know, you're not going to find what you're looking for here. I thought it was clever because you got multiple things out of one.
0: Yeah. And so the, on the second read through, I, I got a better idea of exactly what was happening. I think. But it was really – it was just the the description of the series in the back of the book that kind of laid it all out in a less confusing way, which is just –
1: Oh, I didn't that, this,
0: that. Yeah, it's just, you know, because they kind of dive into this – one of the brothers, uh, Robert, is the god king or whatever of <laughs> this little right. um, fiefdom. and It's
1: called the kingdom.
0: They uh, kind of dive into his tragic – backstory a little bit and they jump into this girl coming out of the water and i was like what is happening but that girl is the missing girl right and he's just like um reliving these memories and thinks it's his daughter (laughs) but at at first i thought it was his daughter coming out of the water all these years later as an adult and i'm like um okay if (laughs) if that's where the uh, stories going, but it's definitely more grounded. I think, um, it doesn't have, it's, it's a a real person, quote unquote story, uh, kind of like Royal city that we talked about last time, but I don't think it has that kind of mystical or fantastical element element to it. The art was good. The title. I I don't know if I've seen any Tyler Jenkins, um, comics before, or if I've read any, you know, seen his art. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's I think a good you know creative team pairing. It's very I wouldn't say the arts, I guess it's a little similar to Matt Kent, um, just you know,
1: really? you think so
0: not just in how rough it kind of is and the watercolor kind of element to
1: yeah, I guess um, I don't know i I feel differently, like yeah. it seems
0: I'm not saying they like draw the same. I know, but well, you don't think it's anything like no. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I'm interested in continuing, like in seeing what's yep. going to happen. I'm not sure how much I really like the people in this story, and you know who. Yeah, I think who's on who's in the like who are we supposed to side with? I mean, I feel like clearly it's supposed to be these people who live in the kingdom and, um. You know people who just want to be left alone and and do things their own way because there's you know just don't fit in with the rest of society, but at the same time, like I don't know it feels a little backwards, and so it's hard for me to relate to that, and so I'm not sure how
0: much yeah. I get
1: it, you know
0: right, yeah. I'm- um, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm not sure how much I'm rooting for anybody in the in the story so far, but I mean that's you know, I think also partly to do with just the fact that it's the first issue and they are kind of racing through all the characters that will be fleshed out later and so we will we'll we'll keep reading it, I think, and, and see where it goes. And I think it you know, it was a good good first issue. I saw a lot of positive reviews for it also, um, just online, just kind of skimming through. I didn't really read in depth too much, but it's been received favorably, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that's it for, for grass Kings. And I guess for this episode too, we should wrap it up. And, uh, I guess we'll probably be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Legion will be over We'll have new stuff to talk about.
1: Yes. (laughs) I hope to see Beauty and the Beast with Tegan next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, So until then, it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.